Hello and welcome to the Gambler Racing Podcast. I'm Selectabet and I'm joined by Paul Gallagher, who's also known as the Voice of Value. How's it going, Paul? Yes, not too bad at all. Friday afternoon, so oh, you always get me in a pretty good mood. <laughs> this is probably the best podcast to, to record in the week because it does signal the end of the week and the start of the weekend, which can never be a bad thing. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Uh, so, might as well get stuck into the, the racing that's coming up. Unfortunately, we were scuppered by the weather a wee bit last week, which rendered most of the podcast a waste of time. Uh, Ascot was abandoned, which put paid to, I think, was it three out of the four tips, maybe, that yeah, they had? That's uh, the only one. When yeah. ahead was Uncle Jumbo in the, the yes. car trophy, and it's finished Mumbo Jumbo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was Uncle Buck. Remember Uncle Buck? <laughs> I do, unfortunately. I'm old enough to remember. Yeah, I think looked like he was as fat as uh, John Candy. Um, yeah, disaster. I think probably, to be fair to Uncle Jumbo, because um, he was pretty well back before the off, um, I don't think he liked the, the soft ground. Well, that's at least the excuse I'm going with anyway. Um, it was too bad to be true, the performance. Yeah, it can only get better. That's a good thing. Um, so... This week we've got another four tips again, as it has been the last few weeks. It's uh, four tips across three different races. So we've got one race where we've got a couple of shouts in it. Um, and yeah, it should be a good day's racing at Newmarket in New York. We're going to have a look at a couple of races there. Yeah, it's drawn towards the end of the flat season now, um, but there's some pretty good quality stuff. Um, I've concentrated on primarily the, the big um, two big handicaps on the day, which are the Coral Sprint Trophy at York and the Cesarevich at Newmarket. But I've also got one in the, the big group one of the day as well. It's a really good value shout in that as well. Yeah, I have to take my hat off to you when you send your tips through pre-podcast. And Previously, we used to cover all the races that were live on ITV and then we decided that, you know, maybe more profitable, shall we say, if we narrowed the field and hand-picked the races and the horses that we were going to discuss on the podcast, but still you go for these large races, puzzles that are really, really difficult to, to unpick. Yeah, the other ones I enjoy, I think the other ones where you find the most potential value, you can go and sort of try and find the smaller fields and shorter price winners, but ultimately I think in the long run you'll get done in doing that. I think you need to go and try and find a bit of value. Um, so it might be a sort of long time between drinks when you're looking for 20-1 winners, but ultimately I think that's the way to do it. Or at least that's my philosophy. Well, you've not given yourself the name the voice of value for nothing, I suppose. That's true. So first one we're going to have a look at is in the Dewhurst, which is a nice little yeah. precursor to the the Coral Sprint Trophy in the Cesarevich, which we'll touch on very soon. Yeah, Dewhurst, um, good quality Group 1 race for two-year-olds. Um, so that as, as the sort of season draws to a close, you tend to find, um, they look to find the sort of champion two-year-olds, the best quality two-year-olds across Britain and Ireland. Um, and, and races like this are sort of go a long way to deciding which horse that's going to be. Um, the this, there's quite a lot of entries, which is good because it gives us a, a decent each way angle into the race, um, which is always welcome. The one that I quite like is a um, double figure price a horse called Wembley, um, and it's ridden by Ryan Moore for Aidan O'Brien. So you would expect that horse to be running 
uh, or to be priced up at a much shorter price than 11 to 1. Hasn't done much wrong um, so far in his career. Five runs, um, just the one win, but in the top three each time. Um, and so I think was was a bit surprising last time out um, in the Vincent O'Brien National Stakes at the Curragh, um, which was also a Group One. Sort of finished a close second, but went off at twenty-two to one and was ridden by Wayne Lorden, who's the sort of um, second or third choice jockey um, at Ballydoyle. So I think they they were sort of pleasantly surprised by the performance. So Ryan Moore jumps ship from St Mark's Basilica and now is riding Wembley in this. So that's a sign to me that they reckon there's some improvement. The, the sort of deciding factor for me to go for a bet on the horse was um, two of those last three races have been on soft or heavy ground and his win at Roscommon, albeit a fairly straightforward maiden victory, was on um, soft to heavy ground. Um, and, and that was a bit of a bog that day. So the soft ground that they're going to encounter here won't be a problem and I, I think potentially could be for others. So the, the decision of Ryan Moore and the soft ground um, and the, the fact that it will definitely stay the seven furlongs whilst others have got a question mark over it um, suggests to me it's a crack in each way bet. You can actually take out a good chunk of the field who are probably just not good enough um, which leaves you sort of a, a limited number to select from in, in each way, um, from an each way perspective. And quite a few of the bookies are paying extra places. Hills are paying four places. And they're also top price on this. So it's Wembley for me. And Wembley was second to Thunder Moon in the, at the Curra. Um, Thunder Moon looks to be heading the market at the moment. Um, yeah. Three to one mark. So yeah, that would suggest some value in Wembley. That's exactly it. You know, these four, at two-year-old, they can improve um, so quickly between races or, you know, they can be quite temperamental. So with that sort of difference in price, uh, to me, it just seems a no-brainer to, to go for Wembley. Okay, so it's Wembley in the 2.55 at Newmarket, which is the, the Dewhurst. Next, we're going to jump over to York, uh, the Coral Sprint Trophy, and you've got two um, that you like the look of in this one. Yeah, so this is a big monster field um, sprint handicap at York. 22 runners, I think, we're at at the moment, uh, at the yeah. time of recording. So, again, we're getting loads of extra places. Um, some firms paying five and six places, so make sure you take it um, when it's on offer. I think it's wide open. There's not there's not an obvious, really... Sometimes you get a sort of unexposed one that's just coming through the ranks and it's dead obvious as a favourite. There's not really the same, um, the, the same sort of horse here. Um, so the one that I quite like is a bit of experience and a bit of class, which is a horse called Mr Lupton, who is the probably quite well known to, to most listeners. Um, finished third last time out in the Gold Cup, and pretty respectably. Um, it's a seven-year-old who's been around for a while, but the, the sprinters can can continue to hold their form well into sort of that age bracket. Um, so I'm not concerned about that. He's looking as good as ever at the moment. Um, no problem at all with um, soft ground, has, has won on that in the past, and pretty solid form. Uh, and I just thought he's, he's still a couple of pounds below his sort of highest marks, so actually about five or six pounds below his highest mark. So I think he's got a bit of movement there, and just thought as an each way shout, it was rock solid, um, and you're getting 10 to 1 widely available with six places. So I thought, um, with no sort of standout um, young progressive one, I thought, take a chance Mr Lupton. Um, a double figure price. Yep, top weight, tick, course and distance, why not? Tick. Exactly, yeah. What's, uh, what's not to like? And a fairly decent price, uh, and as you say, a fairly open field. 
Yeah, quite quite fancy, um, quite fancy Miss to, to certainly um, give us a run for our money and, and get into the places. And um, the one that I saw a bigger price that I'm taking a chance on, um, and you'll be delighted to hear that uh, Danny Tuttle writes this one. I was thinking we're going to have to get a jingle for this. We'll need him on for an interview actually. Um, see if he see if we go on a chat to us. I'm his number one fanboy. Um, he probably doesn't speak to anyone after all <laughs> the kisses I send him on uh, Twitter, etc. Um, but yeah, the, the horse is called Wise Council, um, and it ran last time out in the was it the, the Gold Cup? Yeah, it was it was their Gold Cup last yeah. time? Finished eighth to twenty four, so nothing fantastic. But actually, in these big races, that's just outside the places, so it wasn't actually that far away. And the the horses sort of from fifth through to eighth all finished in a heap. Um, it took a photo to separate them, so it was mm. as close to fifth as it was um, to ninth, really. Um, so it's worth bearing that in mind. So when people initially look at the race cut and the form, they're going, "Well, it was eighth last time." Yeah. Not actually, you know, it was, it was slightly better than that. Crucially, as well, um, he was sort of short of room in the run, um, so I sort of marked him down as a little bit unlucky, um, and I just thought that. He, he might be one to follow next time and as it turns out he ended up a, a much bigger price here he was sent off 11 to 1 that day um, there's 22 to 1 about and he's been dropped a pound in the weight as well for his troubles so I thought he's one probably to stick with I don't think we've seen the best of him um, he's only a four year old still got potential for improvement so it was wise counsel the, the only caveat <laughs> and I'm saying this thinking back hmm. to Major Jumbo earlier I'm not entirely sure that he Want soft ground. Um, he, he's won on good to soft, and, and that it was good to soft um, when, when he performed okay last time at here, as I say. Um, so I don't think it's like a disaster, um, but it's just, he just doesn't have a huge catalogue of you know great wins on soft ground that would make me say definitely wants that. But so the tentative each way is a uh, wise council twenty two to one. Okay, and last week I asked you about Admirality, uh, and I feel kind of duty-bound to ask you again because Admirality is trying to break its run of was it four second-place finishes in, the, in a row, yeah. in, a row yes. um, in the, the Coral Sprint. So. Um, my notes here for this are, uh, do, 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 what did I say about Admirality? Yeah, he's gone up three pounds again for finishing second, so I just think he's not as well handicapped Um his, his price isn't fantastic, about 11 to 1, there thereabouts. Um, and also, soft ground's probably not the best for him as well. So there was a few sort of slightly negatives um, with Admiralty that I didn't have um, at air last time when I tipped him when he was second. So, yeah, that, that was it. I just thought maybe he, he sort of he's had his chance and, and hasn't quite got over the line. But, I mean, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't be surprised to see him finish in the top five or six again and collect the place money. Okay, so the two in the Coral Sprint Trophy is Mr. Lupton, which is about 10 to 1 at the moment, still a bit of 11s available. Yeah, and still plenty of 10s and, and extra places as well, so that's probably the way I would go. And Wise Council, which is available at 22 to 1, just shop around to make sure you're getting the best price for the extra places in the race as well. Okay, last but certainly not least is the currently 34 runner um, handicap. This is Zarevich, and where do you start here? Good question, actually. Is it took me bloody ages. Um, <laughs> I, I just go through each runner um, from from sort of I just line them up in uh, race card order, which is 
basically wait order and just work down and, and sort of look at the positives and negatives and just do my notes from there and then I price them all up. Um, so my sort of what you call tissue, like the way a bookmaker would price it up and what they think their prices would should be for the race. And then I go and look at the actual prices themselves and compare and contrast and see if there's any that have. That you know that are a much bigger price or a much um, shorter price, so that that's basically how I do it. Um, there was a few that kind of jumped out. Future investment and Coeur de Leon are two that kind of um, I thought were, were bigger prices, but they, they do have some negatives about them. Um, Coeur de Leon's getting getting on a bit and it's probably fairly exposed. So I've gone for a potential improver here. That I, it's a double figure price. I thought could maybe be a, a decent each way shout. Uh, the horse is called Mondain um, from Mark Johnson Yard. No problem at all with soft ground. Um, and as we yeah, haven't won on that before, in fact, um, will stay. Looked last time out, it sort of was stepped up to two, over two miles, actually, ne- nearly two miles, two furlongs, um, and won really nicely at air. Um, that sort of took the eye that day and it just, just sort of looked like a, a stain. Um, and the capper and go in the right direction and when quite a lot of these in this field are, are, are sort of exposed at this stage we know all about them so Mondain to me looked like the one with a bit of potential um, to go on and improve again uh, it's a slightly further trip and the soft ground as I say should be no issue so I just fancied Mondain that was the one that jumped out to me more, much more so than Coltrane or Great White Shark um, who I think I've got question marks on uh, considerably shorter prices so mm. it was mundane was the one for me yep and when you sent me over it was 14 to 1 but there's not much 14 to 1 left i can only see Eurobet on the odds grid at the moment still going 14 mm. 1 and that looks like that looks like it's not been updated because it's so out of sync with the uh, with every other bookie that's on there um yeah. skybet goes, goes short as 9 to 1 at the moment Wow, it's um, that's one that we need to get on fairly quick then. I would yeah. say because um, that's happened quite quickly because it was only about half an hour ago, forty yeah. minutes ago. I, I text yeah. across. Um, so yeah, I think that was what did I write down there? Uh, yeah, it was Coral who were fourteen to one, so that must have gone. So, but I, I'll stay with that. I mean, as long as it's a double figure price, I think it's a bet. If it starts okay. seven and eight to one, then mm. you know, no, not not with thirty four runners, not interested. Okay. Um, so there comes a point when it becomes, yeah, like I say, if it's ten to one or higher, it's a bet. But if listeners are picking this up on Saturday morning and it's been smashed in, then um, look elsewhere. Okay, good advice. Good stuff. Okay, can you give us a wee recap then of your best bets for Saturday? I can indeed. The 255 at Newmarket and the Dewhurst, the bet is Wembley, 11 to 1 each way, and you'll get that with William Hill. The 310 at York, the Coral Spin Trophy, we've got two selections in this race. It's Mr. Lupton, 10 to 1 each way, and that's also with Hills actually. And Wise Council, 22 to 1 each way, Ladbrokes or Bet365. And finally, in the Cesarowicz, the 335 at Newmarket, selection is Mondane, and that's we're now about 12 to 1 with various firms, but getting quick before that disappears. Indeed. Okay, um, now there won't be a recent podcast for, from us next week due to some long overdue holidays. Uh, so make sure you're following Paul on Twitter at The Voice of Value, where he'll post a link to his best bets ahead of next weekend. In the meantime, thanks for joining us on this week's podcast. I uh, hope you've had a great weekend and best of luck with your bets, Paul. Good luck to everyone, and just to be clear, it's not me that's having holidays, it's him that's off (laughs) scanning. Thank you.
Valeu, beijo, beijo. Cheers.